0: Welcome to Kind World, stories about the profound effect one act can have on our lives. From WBUR Boston. One night I was giving my son Nick a bath. As he turned his head, I noticed the lump on him. It kind of felt like swollen glands, but it was big. First thing the next morning, we were at the doctor's. He said he has cancer. I just remember like falling to the floor crying. You know, he's six years old. And I said, we need to get him to Boston. We
1: had gotten a call from the ambulance transport that he was coming.
0: I laid on the stretcher, and then they put him on top of me and belted us in.
1: I remember pacing the floor
0: before he arrived. They opened the doors and... Took the stretcher out. I mean, to me, it felt like there was like 100 people standing there. And I remember Melody being there, and I remember her just comforting me as we got off of the ambulance. I didn't realize who she was, but I just remembered thinking, all right, I'm glad that she's with me. My name is Rosemary Jensen. My name's Melody Cunningham. Melody was Nick's oncologist. Nicholas was, he had a hard time adjusting to people and Melody, he never did.
1: He really didn't talk a whole lot at first, and he was just angry and afraid, but he loved practical jokes. And I am more than happy to be the recipient of practical jokes. So he would put a whoopee cushion in the chair, and then of course sit down and <laughs> Nick would just roar with laughter over and over and over and just swipe the heart right out of your chest.
0: I was Nick's doctor for two and a half years. But at that point, she went to a different department. Even though she wasn't his doctor, she was still involved. He loved seeing her. Three and a half years, he had 23 surgeries. When he said to us, you know, mom, can I, am I gonna die? I didn't say no. I said, I don't know. Nick was really sick at that point and Melody came to the house which is like a two-hour drive from her house to my house. You don't see doctors doing that. Nicholas was all about the Army. She had brought down her dad's Purple Heart, and Nicholas was just like in awe of it. I remember
1: bringing the Purple Heart out and talking about what it meant and that my father died in a car accident when I was actually Nick's age. He sort of pondered that, and then after I left, I know Rose talked to me about the fact that he seemed sort of uplifted and strengthened. And so, though he never s- said the words and asked about dying, I think in that moment we had that talk about him dying.
0: One morning, his breathing was really heavy. His nurse came in, and she said, is there anybody you want me to call? And I said, I need to call Melody.
1: Rose called me. It was like 5.30 in the morning. Absolutely no question in my mind that I was going to be there.
0: It was her day off. She didn't have to be there. She wasn't his doctor, but she was there. We were laying in the bed pretty much the whole day, and I remember her just, like, holding my ankle. Charlie, my husband, was on one side, I was on the other, and she was behind me. She was there the whole day. She didn't move.
1: I truly believe that when you can't cure, you can always heal um, or try to heal simply by our presence, and often that presence is a silent presence. And then when I felt like they needed it, I would tell stories. We laughed because they were quintessential Nick stories. And then, of course, we cried. For many, many, many hours, 15 or 18 hours, these breaths were continuous. And then they slowed. And then they stopped.
0: I remember laying in bed with them. Just holding them and just waiting for that next breath to come, but it didn't come. And then I remember Harry and Melody say, he's gone, Rose. And I knew he was gone, I just didn't want it, I didn't want him to be.
1: That reality comes in, I think, like a tsunami.
0: The funeral parlor came to get him. And she helped me dress him. She walked out with him. The constant communication with Melody helps me remember Nick and brings back all of the joys I had with him. I've been living down in Memphis for the last nine years, but we still stayed in touch even after all these years later, like I'll be talking to her and she'll tell me a funny story that I forgot. He used to roll a blade around the hospital all the time. Over the loudspeaker, we had to be like, Nicholas Jensen, get back to your room or you're grounded. (laughs) She remembers it all. When I care for a family,
1: I'm there for the duration.
0: I'm Erica Lance. This is Kind World. I've been thinking a lot about what Melody said about silent presence, and I want to hear what you think. Let me know on Facebook or Twitter, or you can write to me and share your story by going to wbur.org slash kindworld. That's also where you can listen to the other Kind World episodes, and subscribe in iTunes to make sure you don't miss the next one. Thanks for listening. There was a a boy, he was like maybe 18, and he had a chest tube in, and they were taking it out and the kid was upset. I remember Nicholas going over to him and telling him, hey dude, you got this. You know, he told him how to breathe when they'd taken the tube out and how it feels. Because Nicholas had had multiple chest tubes in. And then when they were taking the tube out, Nicholas held this boy's hand.